Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless. This morning, yeah. good to be in Virginia. Yeah. I ain't been up through here since 94, 93. Junior, senior trip. Getting old, ain't I? <laughs> 17 degrees, but I ain't cold. It might work on me after a while, but I'm just telling you, I'm enjoying it. We we don't get snow, but I'm enjoying it. Two or three days, I might not like it no more. Anyway, hey, I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie, but I'm telling you what, beautiful church, nice people already, polite, always worry sometimes about who you're going to meet or what you're going to come in contact with, which I don't worry on my end. I worry for them. But I ain't got to this morning. I've already enjoyed meeting most of y'all or some of y'all. But I'll tell you what, what's greater than that is the Holy Ghost. Man, oh man. I'm sitting back there and right off from the beginning, you could feel him moving. You could feel him touching and wanting to work. And I was like, Lord, i kind of nervous at the first time, but I'm just saying, you just speak unto me. And I'll obey, or, or if I'm a key, or if somebody, I don't want it to stop. I want him to move. Because you get saved by him working the works of Christ. Wow. You get saved by him, or from your problems, from your sickness. He is the one that works the will of God. I like how the, the Lord said on the cross, he said, after he had done the work of the, the Father, he said, into thy hands I commend my spirit. He, he not only glorified God with his life while he was here, but as he was dying, he said, Father, I've done what you want me to do. I'm ready to do it. I'm, I'm here. I'm dying. But into your hand I commend my spirit. Father, now you take this and you work throughout this place and you do what you, your will is to do. I never had thought of that before like that. I, I, I thought about talking about what the Lord has shown me. But it's good, but... That's what's good about the Holy Ghost. He meets our every need. I I didn't know I was going to say that. I was wanting to go the direction of thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And I was praying one day and I was like, Lord, and and I don't know about you, but I quote scripture. I say, Lord, I, I, I love you and I want to hide your word in my heart that I don't sin against you. And then he speaks back and says, Look at this corner. Look at this crevice. Hide it there. Look, search in thy heart. The hidden places of the heart. The little spots that you overlook sometimes from time to time. But if you'll place me there, what a glorious thing I'll do. You know, I see this path of snow broke. The cars have went here. But I see a lot of places. My wife kept saying it over and over. Look at that hill, that snow out there. There's not a flaw in it. There's no tracks. There's no blemishes. And I'm looking here and I'm like, well, I thank God that these roads have been driven before. And that it's open, that I don't slide around. I'm glad I'm not barefooted and over there. That's beautiful. I'm not knocking what she's saying. But my mom was one way and her way was another. But I tell you what, there's places that have no blemishes that God has not been that needs to be in our life. He needs to, and I'm, i got to move on. we got to sing. But I'm telling you, I love it this morning. I'm glad. I'm thankful. That Holy Ghost keeps me alive. And I'm not going to sing that, but that's what I just thought about. He's all over me. 
And He's keeping me alive. I'll tell you what He keeps alive. He keeps Christ alive in me. Whatever part that Christ is, and that's what He's going to use if He uses something. So I need to be like Christ. Some people, I, I, I'm trying. Oh, but I feel good already. But some people said, I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. And I don't know about you, but my mind says, hey, you need to be Christ. You need to be full of Christ. Then the Holy Ghost will be there. And he will have some. We're going to sing. I guess my singing here. I need some over there. My God, I like that song. I don't know the words. But we're going to back up before. That's a rejoicing song. But we just sing this together as a family. I sing many songs, thank the Lord. My mind's like that. But this is one they know. Cloud by day and fire by night, the Lord, He led them on their way, singing and praying and praised His name. As they trod that very day And with manna he did feed them Every single day He said don't store for tomorrow But joyfully fill yourself today He's gonna bring me out of the desert Where it's so dusty and dry He's gonna bring me out of the desert He'll not leave me there to die And he's gonna take me where the water is flowing So full and so free Gonna bring me out of the desert, set my feet where they ought to be. So long I have stood here with sand up to my knees, hoping and praying, Lord, I beg you, oh, please bring me relief. Won't you show me a sign from heaven that you've not forgotten me? Take me out of this sandy desert to the Garden of Eden. I see, well, He's gonna bring me out. It's so dusty and dry. He's gonna bring me out of the desert. He'll not leave me there to die. Well, he's gonna take me where the water's flowing, so full and so free. He's gonna bring me out of the desert. Set my feet where they ought to be. So long I have stood here with sand up to my knees, hoping and praying, Lord, I beg you, oh, please bring me relief. Won't you show me a sign from heaven that you've not forgotten me? Take me out of this sandy desert to the Garden of Eden I see. Y'all sing it fast, don't you? Where it's so dusty and dry, he's going to bring me out of the desert. He'll not leave me there to die. And he's going to take me where the water is flowing, so full and so free. He's going to bring me out of the desert. Set my feet where they ought to be. Just a little slower, please. I can't breathe. Hey, I know it. I knew it was going to happen. Y'all get with it. I'm telling you, we, we kind of slow in Georgia, you know. Anyway, just a touch. I can't. I got to get the words out. And I'm sorry. I hope I didn't run nothing, but it didn't run. <laughs> I, wanted to just e I wanted to ease out here. I like to get into it. I, there might be a note I got to drag out just a little bit. I thank God this morning. Cloud by day and fire by night, the Lord, he led them on their way, singing and a-praying and praising his name as they trod that very day. And with 
manna he did feed them every single day said don't store for tomorrow joyfully fill yourself today well he's gonna bring me out of the desert where it's so dusty and dry he's gonna bring me out of the desert he'll not leave me there to die and he's gonna take me where the water is flowing so full and so free he's gonna bring me out of the desert and set my feet where they ought to be so long I have stood here with sand up to my knees hoping and praying Lord I beg you oh please bring me relief won't you show me a sign from heaven that you've not forgotten me take me out of this sandy desert to the garden of Eden I see yes he's gonna bring me out where it's so dusty and dry bring me out of the desert He'll not leave me there to die. And he's going to take me where the water is flowing, so full and so free. He's going to bring me out of the desert and set my feet where they ought to be. Oh, he's going to bring me out of the desert and set my feet where they ought to be. God, help us this morning, Lord. Enter to your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. We thank you, Lord, this morning. I hope you still have uh, a little bit of Christmas spirit in you. Do you still have a little Christmas spirit in you? Because I want to talk to you from Luke chapter 2. All right, Luke chapter 2. I didn't want to pass up the opportunity to talk to you about the birth of Jesus. It can be challenging sometimes because uh, we all know the story very, very well. We Most of us know all the ins and outs of the story, but uh, I wanted to have the opportunity to talk to you about it, and uh, maybe the snow, did the snow help you stay in that spirit of Christmas? All right, good deal. Luke chapter 2 won't be long this morning. I know there's lots going on today, a lot that we'll have to do. So Luke chapter 2, verse 1, it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary's espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now Bethlehem, current day, Bethlehem is located in the West Bank, about six miles south of Jerusalem. And in 1995, as part of a peace agreement, the Israeli troops withdrew from Bethlehem. And three days later, the Palestinian Authority took over. So as of right now, it's in the West Bank under control of the Palestinian Authority. But back in the day, back in the day, it was just a small town, a small village at the birth of Christ. And how how many of you like to sing that song, Old Little Town of Bethlehem? We like that, don't we? How still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee 
tonight. Oh, holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad, glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us. Abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Phillips Brooks, Philip Brooks wrote that old little town of Bethlehem Christmas carol after he took a trip to the Holy Land back in 1865. He was in Jerusalem and he decided on Christmas Eve to travel from horseback on horseback from Jerusalem to the little town of Bethlehem and he went to the church of the nativity. Now the church of the nativity is the place where we traditionally believe that Christ was born and so they built a church over top of that location. And so he went there and gathered with believers and on Christmas Eve they worshiped and sang songs for five hours in their Christmas Eve celebration service. So in tradition of that, we're going to go about five hours this morning. You know that's not the case. But he did say it was such a moving experience to ride on horseback from Jerusalem to Bethlehem and then to worship there in the Church of the Nativity that he wrote that song, O Little Town of Bethlehem. There is something special about the town of Bethlehem because of all the towns, all the villages, all the cities, all the countries in the world, God chose by His divine plan to place His baby, boy Jesus, in His only begotten Son in Bethlehem. So for over 1,700 years, the God of the universe, he directed patriarchs and prophets and kings and emperors. And, and he directed carpenters and farmers and shepherds and widows and a virgin to fulfill his plan of salvation for mankind. So I want to talk to us this morning just for a few minutes about this little town of Bethlehem. And I want to talk to you about the bees of Bethlehem. Now, not, not the honeybees or the bumblebees, or even the wasper bees, or the yellow jacket bees, but the, the second letter of the alphabet, the bees of Bethlehem. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Now, Bethlehem is mentioned about 53 times in the Bible. The first reference of Bethlehem, I hope you all bear with me and, and get with me here in a second. The sec first reference of Bethlehem is way back in Genesis. Genesis chapter 35, verse 19. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. Now you recall the story. Rachel is the, the wife of the patriarch Joseph. And after Joseph has wrestled with an angel all night long, the Lord has changed his name to Israel. And so Rachel is the chosen bride or the chosen wife of Israel, but she is barren. So she is a bride, but she is barren. But finally she has that son Joseph, which we know so much about. And then her second child, Benjamin... She dies giving birth to Benjamin in Bethlehem, and that's where Rachel is buried. That's a lot of bees, isn't it? She gave birth to a baby boy named Benjamin in Bethlehem, and there she was buried. That's a lot of bees of Bethlehem. Interestingly, Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew in Matthew 2 and 18, uses the words from the Old Testament from the prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah 31 and 15, to describe Bethlehem here, after Herod, you know the story, has killed all the children from two years old and under in Bethlehem. Those writers, the, the prophet Jeremiah and also Matthew, refer to Bethlehem as Rachel. Rachel is described or used to describe the lamentation, the Bible says, the weeping in the great mourning of Bethlehem. And so for over 1,700 years, God was working His plan to bring about 
the Christ child from a little town called Bethlehem. Now here's another bee of Bethlehem. You remember Boaz. Boaz was from Bethlehem. You remember the story of Ruth, how she would not leave her mother-in-law. Even when, when all of them left Bethlehem and went to Moab, and, and then everybody just about died, and Ruth became a daughter-in-law, and her husband died, she clung to her mother-in-law, and she goes back to Bethlehem with her mother-in-law. Now in Bethlehem, she is a foreigner. She is a widow, she has no kids, she is an outcast, and she's living in poverty in Bethlehem. She has no children, she has no family, she has no home, and she has come to live in Bethlehem in poverty with her mother-in-law. But you see, God had a redemption plan for Ruth. He had a redemption plan for her pain. He had a redemption plan for her past. And in Bethlehem, she finds redemption. And in Bethlehem, Boaz finds his bride in Bethlehem. Ruth's kinsman redeemer, Boaz, falls in love with this little girl. And she was a Gentile. She was a Moabite. So there is redemption of a Gentile in Bethlehem 1,100 years before the Christ child is born. And it is just a foreshadowing of what is to come. Boaz is a type of Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus was born in a manger in Bethlehem to redeem his bride, the church. So through Jesus Christ, we have been brought into the blessings of Bethlehem. Brother Philip, you quoted it or you read it a couple weeks ago in Galatians 3 and 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come unto the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. We can be rescued from our life of misery, from our life of loss. We can be redeemed from our past. We can be redeemed from the brutality and the burden of sin. And it is only through Jesus Christ. So that baby boy was born in Bethlehem. And we have become part of that blessing of Bethlehem. Because it is through the life and the birth of our Redeemer in Bethlehem. Now, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about that because I like the story of Ruth and Boaz. There is so much there for Boaz of Bethlehem, but I've got to move on. The great-grandson of Ruth and Boaz, you know him as the little shepherd boy David. In 1 Samuel chapter 16 and 1, the, the prophet Samuel, he is told by the Lord to go specifically to someone in a specific location. Jesse the Bethlehemite. So Samuel gets there, he travels and gets there, and he calls all the sons of Jesse, and he looks at each one of them, and he's there to anoint the new king. And he looks at everyone, and he passes everyone up, and he says, wait a minute here, God, I, I was coming to anoint somebody, I was coming to bless somebody with the new kingship after Saul has rejected you. And he says, where's he at? He said, well, I got one more. He's in the fields, around Bethlehem, looking after the sheep. So it you remember Samuel says, I'm not even setting down until David comes. So David is brought from the field where he's been keeping the sheep. He is brought into the house, his birthplace. And the Bible says that Samuel anointed him. Samuel blessed him with that anointing oil. And the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. David became the king of Israel. It was because he was anointed in his birthplace. 
And he was anointed with a blessing to be the king of Israel. And so add 40 generations to that. Add about a thousand years to that. And Mary and Joseph leave Nazareth and they go to Bethlehem to be registered for a tax. Because both of them are of the house and the lineage of David. David was born an anointed king in Bethlehem. And Jesus was born king in Bethlehem. Jesus was born king in Bethlehem. You remember what the wise men said in Matthew 2 and 2. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Even at Jesus' death, what did Pilate's inscription say? The king of the Jews. The apostle Paul declares in 1 Timothy 6 and 15 that our Lord Jesus Christ is king of kings and he is Lord of lords. So he was born as a baby in Bethlehem, but he was born a king. He was born a lonely baby, a lowly baby, but he was born a king. You also remember when David longed for the water from the well, it was in Bethlehem. He was in the cave of Adullam and he was thirsty, he was parched, and he was longing for what? Water from Bethlehem. But you remember when Jesus was at the well, he said, you can thirst and hunger for all that stuff, but let me give you some water, some water that will save your soul and give you everlasting life. So the eternal God sent down his son, the eternal Jesus Christ, to be our water. And it was from Bethlehem. Now Bethlehem also means the house of bread. The house of a bread. There's you another bee. So at the house of bread was born the bread of life. Jesus said, he that cometh unto me, he shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So the bread of life was the baby born in a barn in Bethlehem. There's you some bees. And 700 years pass. Before, sorry, 700 years before Jesus was born. There was a prophet called Micah. And he prophesied exactly where it should happen. Micah 5 and 2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth has been from old, from everlasting. So Micah makes two points here that are significant. And they're quite clear. First off, is that the king of Israel, he would be born... Not just in any Bethlehem, but in a particular Bethlehem. Now there is one other Bethlehem mentioned in the Bible in one verse. There's one other Bethlehem mentioned in the Bible. But Micah, under the unction of the Holy Ghost, gives it specific which Bethlehem it is. It is Bethlehem Ephrathah in that little part called Judah. It, it, it is a specific spot on the map. He pinpointed it exactly. And so 700 years later, the angels, when they come to the shepherds, and the, and the angels say, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. It was pinpointed exactly where the Savior should be born. And so in the city of David, in Bethlehem, Ephrathah, in the providence of Judah, there was no mistake. And even the chief priests and the scribes, you remember when the wise men come to Herod and they say, we're seeking for this king. And he calls in the scribes and the chief priests all together. And Herod says, where is this king of the Jews? And they immediately answer, we know where it's at. Bethlehem, Judah. And so Herod tells the wise men, go to Bethlehem and seek diligently. Little did he know 
that there was a star that guided them directly to the bright and morning star of Bethlehem. They didn't need to search diligently. There was a star in heaven that guided them directly to the babe in Bethlehem. And he is the bright and morning star. So first off, Micah tells them exactly which Bethlehem. Exactly the spot on the map where it's going to happen. And secondly, Micah prophesies. and He makes it quite clear that this king, this ruler of Israel, would be more than just a man. He said, his going forth has been from of old, from everlasting. This was more than just a man that was born there. It was more than just a baby. John starts his gospel with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were created by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made, and Him was life, and the life was the light of men. So, Jesus, the very Son of God, was eternal, and yet he came to flesh as a baby boy born in a barn in a Bethlehem to live among us. He came as a baby, but he was eternal. God became man to save humanity. No man could ever do that. No man could look at some woman in a well and say, I'll give you eternal life. So he was 100% God and he was 100% man. So Micah emphasized both the lineage of David in Bethlehem and the eternal nature of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ did not first appear at Bethlehem. Jesus Christ created the very wood used for his manger. He created the wool used for his swaddling clothes. Jesus Christ created the, the air that Jesus as the baby breathed that day. That is the eternal son of God. So there is no doubt from Micah's prophecy that this coming ruler would be born in Bethlehem and he would be human, yet he would be divine. He was born humbly, but he was holy and he was everlasting. He bloomed from Bethlehem, but that was not where his beginnings were. His, he had no beginning. From the very beginning, he was with God. So God directed the events for 1,700 years to bring the birth of his eternal son in Bethlehem. The greatest event of all time. Right there in Bethlehem. See God even moved on the mind of an emperor. A Roman pagan emperor that lived 1500 miles from Israel. God moved on him to declare a census. And Mary and Joseph leave Nazareth. Travel 90 miles down to Bethlehem to give birth to the baby Jesus. And that baby Jesus is our blessed Redeemer today. I want to ask you this morning, did you need a Redeemer? Did you need a Redeemer? I needed a Redeemer. I needed someone who would love me. I needed someone who would care for me. I needed someone who would save me. I needed someone who would wipe away my sins. I needed someone who would take away the burden of sin. I needed someone to take away the brutality of sin. And that was that baby Jesus that was born in Bethlehem. The song says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. I needed a redeemer. You needed a redeemer. I needed a savior. God, throughout eternity, planned for it to happen in Bethlehem.
What did you say was the baby's name? His name is Jesus. Where did you say the baby's name was that was born in Bethlehem? What's his name? His name is Jesus. Where did the, who did the shepherds and the wise men seek? Jesus. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's stand. That's all I got. I knew it was going to be short this morning. I had planned it that way. You see this baby named Jesus from Bethlehem. He was a baby born in a barn in Bethlehem, but he came, became the blessed redeemer. Come on, Sister Randa. Maybe David Kelly or Sister Carolyn, whoever, Brother Roger. You see, he is the bread of life. He is the bright and morning star. He is the beloved son of God. He is the blessed redeemer. He is the baby born in a barn in Bethlehem. That's the bees of Bethlehem. So I'm telling you this morning, if you are hungry, if your soul is hungry or your soul is thirsty, then God is offering the bread of life. And if you need a redeemer, if you need a savior, if you need someone that can help you, then the bright and morning star is there. If you're living in darkness, then I, I introduce you this morning to a baby born 2,000 years ago, and his name is Jesus. He is the bright and the morning star from Bethlehem. If you need a friend this morning, the eternal Son of God was sent from the eternal Father of God to come as a baby to be the best friend you've ever had. A friend that will stick closer than a brother. I'm glad for that baby born in Bethlehem, aren't you? I don't know exactly why he chose Bethlehem, but for 1,700 years, he was putting piece after piece together, prophecy after prophecy, event after event, by kings and emperors and lowly people and widows and a virgin Mary to bring forth his son, the eternal God, come down in human flesh to die for me so that I could live I'm glad for that this morning, aren't you? I'm glad for the bees of Bethlehem. Because there was a blessing that was born that day that said, James Vance, you're not a Jew. You don't have olive colored skin. But you can be part of the inheritance. You can be part of that blessing. I'm glad for the blessing of Bethlehem that came to me. He saved me. He cleansed me. He washed me from my sins. He took away that guilt of sin. He took away that burden of sin. I'm glad for the baby Jesus born in a barn in Bethlehem. Hallelujah this morning. Let's come this morning. Let's worship him. Come on this morning. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I have a friend divine walking with me. Making my pathway shine. Body is he. Jesus, the one I love. I sing praises to Him above. He is my King. He's my King and reigns forevermore. I love Him. I will sing the story.
Savior dear talking with me. He is so very near, seems I can see. Over life's rugged way to Him I cling. He is my guide and stay, Jesus my King. He's my King and reigns forevermore. I love Him. He's my King to worship and adore. divine walking with me making my pathway shine my is he jesus the one i love gladly i sing praises to him above he is my king he's my king and reigns forevermore yes, he's my king to worship and adore oh i dearly love him there is not above him, wonderful is he. The mighty King of glory. He's my King, let all the world proclaim. He's my King of royal holy faith. When I get to glory, I will sing the story of his love for me. Royal holy faith, when I get 
Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, came into the world. Amen. The eternal Son of God. He is not a created being. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him, and without Him there was not anything made that was made. It was all because of Jesus. 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 Man, I want to tell you something. When you get off of worshiping Jesus as the center of your faith, you are off track. Amen. You need to get back on track and find him as the eternal son of God. Hallelujah. So uh, service tonight at 6 o'clock. Uh, I, I think there was around 90 here this morning. That's good for the snow and the COVID. Had record number of COVID yesterday. But uh, So anyhow... Uh, uh, so thank you again, Cooks, for uh, doing what you're doing there for the family. And uh, so we'll be serving dinner down here after the funeral today. But uh, so uh, anyhow, we need to be dismissed. That was wonderful. That was wonderful teaching. Amen. Uh, it, uh, uh, so glad to have uh, Brother James and Sister Stephanie, Brother Brett and his beautiful family, growing family. Man, oh man, oh man. And uh, so we're so glad to have them. And Sister Norma, thank you so much for being here. And every one of you, amen, every one of you, we're so glad to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we magnify the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the privilege to be